Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right. Don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple podcast as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to part two this week. In case you missed it, part one, uh, we talked about the end of Transfers as we know it. Uh, We had myself, Brandon, Nick, and Dan joining me, and special guest... Big ups to our friend Nisar Kinsella. Um, used to be day in and day out going to football matches, and fortunately now you're just hanging out with us. How times have changed. I'm used to Zoom chats, don't worry. So this just feels like a normal, normal Sunday afternoon, really, a normal Sunday evening. Yeah, it's the the new way of life. I think the good news though is Nick, this isn't the life we want to pursue forever. We definitely want to get back to face-to-face human interaction yeah naz you're, you're one of our favorite people to get a beer with in london and and that is high on my mind uh when when things kind of settle down we we have to go share a beer uh when we get back over there so let's hold out let's hold out tight is we'll it, do it plural with naz it's always plural it's not beer it's beers with just naz. one just one <laughs> you, you have to be very specific about these type of things accurate yes accuracy is important all right, well, we talked about it in the last episode, but this one we're going to be talking about the Chelsea women's season most likely, possibly, potentially ending. Um, this from Miguel Delaney and then Independent saying, women's Super League season set to end. The season is on the brink of being curtailed, although a champion will be decided given the FA's commitment to settling leagues, quote, on sporting merit, end quote. Um, so w- we had had a fun conversation with... Uh, Jean Lelachon earlier in the season. Um, we had talked with Olivia 
about the women's team, Nick, it's no secret that the women's team is the premier team in Chelsea right now. They were going for a treble. They were they had just signed Sam Kerr, one of the biggest signings in the winter. Uh, they've now added Bayern Munich's captain, uh, Melanie. I'm not going to say her last name. Smart. Out of respect to her. <laughs> Smart. This team is continuing the momentum, and it has all come to a screeching halt, sadly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, think about this. The club had just won the Conti Cup, which had kind of been evasive over the years uh, in terms of a, First time. a trophy. Yeah, so uh, they, they had won that. They had beaten Arsenal for the third time in a season, which is tremendous. Uh, and, and they're a top three rival with City for Chelsea. Uh, they were on their way. Uh, in the in the FA Cup, and they were on the way in the league, and it's interesting, Naz, because you know this team was not supposed to be a treble contender at the beginning of the season, but uh, they had certainly kind of proven it on sporting merit, if that's the <laughs> that's the kind of key phrase that we're using here uh, throughout the season. It's probably the best women's team in in the league and in the cup competitions. Yeah, probably. And and you know, Arsenal uh, was so good last season, and they've got you know a superstar up front. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't easy, and it's never easy, and it's always a three horse race, and it's basically decided in the games between Man City, Chelsea, and Arsenal, uh, and that's kind of how it goes every single season. And and Chelsea have got really good in those big games, uh, getting on the right side of it very often, not dropping points against the lesser opposition because pretty much everyone's lesser opposition. Uh, maybe Man United and uh, Everton are okay. Uh, Spurs are okay now. Both of those two got promoted, Man United and Spurs. So, yeah, it's it's kind of the way the league is, really. And and I think Chelsea, you know, probably are a good shout and they would win it on points per game, uh, weighted points per game, um, which is how the league will be decided. But I think that there will be as well a little bit of sort of a tinge of sadness about it because I think that you know, it was very much up for grabs and, and Man City were right in the mix and Chelsea could have dropped points. I think Chelsea's season would have been decided on games against Tottenham and Everton in the running. Uh, they also had Everton in the cup competition as well. Uh, they were the toughest games and Man City had to play rivals Man United as well. So you could have seen a great story. And, and the important thing about football is these stories, like when a rival denies you a title and then you go back the next season and do them in. Um, so I think that really what Emma Hayes would have loved would have been to just do it on merit and do it her own way and win the treble and have these fans there. And there's been great attendances at, at the games as well at Kings Meadow. Um, so, yeah, that's been a massive achievement as well because you want to turn these big games that they do at Stamford Bridge into people coming to Kings Meadow. And, and that's the future of the women's game uh, is getting regular fans into the stadium so uh, yeah I think that it's a bit of a bittersweet it would be a very 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 bittersweet way to win a league and and it would kind of be an asterisk on it um, but I think that you know you'd take it wouldn't you <laughs> yeah I think we would and the the challenge is to that point there is that you know you look at where this team was heading look at some of the performances we were getting game in game out from players like Bethany England who just couldn't stop scoring it basically was you know just uh, with the London buses phrases like that she just basically was just doing it for fun at, at certain points when you needed her in any moment she was coming up with one and you, you got to think for you know these women players who you know don't make as much on a salary perspective as a, you know the men's players just such a huge you know gap or delta in between what they what their compensation structure looks like uh, it, it's it's unfortunate because they they were 
in my mind, we were going to win all three. I, I just, you know, I, I don't think it was out of the question that we would have won the FA Cup and we would have, you know, knowing that we'd beaten Arsenal three times, you know, we had gone one, 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 zero with, um, <clears throat> with, uh, with City because we had drawn them once and we had beaten them once. So, you know, I think very much should showcase that we were the better team or, you know, most days out could go beat the, at least the best domestic sides, Nick. I know that we struggled a little bit, you know, in European <laughs> conquest. Uh, so four titles or four trophies were not going to happen, but uh, that's okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting though, Brandon, right? Because let's say that Chelsea win it on merit. You know, there's automatic qualification to the Champions League next year, which is what Emma Hayes really wants to focus on. We kind of know that. Um, so I, I think Chelsea are pretty safe, both men's and women's, with, with whatever happens uh, to go to, to Europe next season uh, if they do end the leagues early. Uh, it's interesting because you, you take a look at placement and if it's points per game or whatever, I think you, if you're Arsenal and you miss out on that spot <laughs> after being you know really good, I mean, it's a three-horse race like Matt said, it has to be gutting to maybe not make Europe next season because you're you're kind of out of that running. So it's I don't know. I, I would be I would be pretty disappointed. I, I think it's such a close race that you know it's not like the men's side where Liverpool is so far ahead that you could kind of easily make a determination on who gets the title. But yeah, the weighted points per average is is tough. It's tight. I think it's a shame as well because. It was like, it was such an excited league. I mean, it, it's just probably a better spectacle than the men's game where Liverpool were in the way of the league. But you've got this league where there's three teams competing and they could all win the title. I think Chelsea were favourites, but they could easily have dropped points in that running and, and lost it. So it makes it the, the best title race probably in English football right now. And, and we don't get to see the conclusion of it. So it's such a shame and it was a spectacle. And uh, yeah, but you, you're right about the Champions League. It's an interesting point because... You, you should almost, these three teams deserve to be in the Champions League every season because they're so good and they set the bar so high in women's football. But like one drops out and then that team becomes even more dangerous in the title race. So Chelsea probably were able to, you know, put a bit more resource in their cup competition runs than they would otherwise because they'd have to play against Lyon and Wolfsburg and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the Champions League situation is a bit strange in women's football in that is almost like one great team has to sit out of it. But Hey ho, that's the that's the level of competition we've got now. Yeah, for those on the clarification point, the top two teams in the FAWSL move on to the Champions League. Yeah. So it's not it's not a top three or top four like the men's side because they don't have that many teams on the table. On the table. Look, another big problem for them, unfortunately, is there was a lot of momentum behind this league. There's a lot of attention. There's a lot of support coming off the World Cup. You know, I mean, that's yep. a big it's a big boost. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's also. A big, a big loss for them. So, you know, just kind of the article outlined that the board meeting was held on Friday. Like everyone is pretty much in agreement that they need to just end the season because the cost of testing and to run these games with no gate admission revenues, uh, it just isn't worth it. We even see that in League One. They're looking at it saying, how much is it going to cost us to put on these matches? but no one's going to be there. And so it's this, you know, this cost benefit analysis that they're having to do, unfortunately. And, you know, while it sucks that we're going to lose it, I'm interested to hear what their decision is to end it on sporting merit. But 
you know, hopefully not only the women's, again, championship, Premier League, League One, League Two, uh, national divisions, whatever they are, we have to hope that these people in charge are making the right decisions so it can come back. And it can come back at hopefully a similar level to what we remember it as. Because if they can't safeguard what they have, like it's all going to go away. And especially talking about the women's game, we know they're climbing a hill much harder than what the men have had. Obviously, the men have been doing it for over 100 years. The women are new. Women's sports is becoming more mainstream and things like that. Like we've seen it in America. The women's, we have the best women's national team and we struggle massively to have a league. They've started and folded many times. And so for this league and the Champions League and everything to really get up and running, they feel like they've got the right season now. It would be heartbreaking to see. And and to your points earlier, Emma Hayes doesn't play for the domestic titles. She plays for the European titles. Like we weren't in the Champions League and we're signing Ruta Guyton, uh, Sam Kerr, like and now Melanie Lupoles, these big time European players. She wasn't doing it for domestic county cup and stuff like that. She's going for the Champions League. And Chelsea have backed her. And if and if that dream can't become a reality, that would be just wildly devastating. Just a quick reminder of where the table is, right? Because I think it's important when we look at sporting merit. Uh, City played 16, points 40, uh, goal difference 30. Uh, so pretty hefty. Casual Chelsea, 30. Casual 30. Chelsea, 15 games played. So one, they have a game in hand on City. 36 goal difference, uh, 39 points. So hypothetically, you win the game in hand and you jump even, City. Even draw. Yeah. Yeah. On goal, You can go up on goal difference. Yep. Good point. And then the Arsenal uh, women are 15 games played. 36 points, so three behind Chelsea and 27 goal difference. So uh, the two the two beatings that Chelsea put on them, 4-1 and I think 1-0, something like that, that essentially is your goal difference right there in, during the season. There was a couple of blowout performances. So, yeah, Sporting Merit would tip in Chelsea's favor, I think, like, like Naz was saying. I'm just going to jump in and say, you know, the way Emma Hayes is sort of running Chelsea as well is that there's been a few weaknesses at Chelsea in recent seasons, like finishing has been a problem at times and sort of Sam Kerr comes and fixes that problem and you've got, you know, new sign from Bayern Munich, uh, you know, loopholes. Uh, she'll be fixing sort of the midfield issue where they've kind of played a lot of defenders or, or moved, you know, um, strikers into the wing positions and stuff like that. And, and she sort of fixes that issue. So it kind of, it's all geared up towards that European push, as you guys are saying, where, you know, that Leon team seems invincible and, and I think Chelsea want to make them sort of pay for almost for dominating European football and, and sort of take some titles off them, uh, which is a great way to, uh, you know, a great place to, uh, you know, go. And I think that it's not just Chelsea aiming for Leon. Everyone's aiming for Leon, but I think Chelsea probably got the best shot of shooting down Leon and, and, and taking some titles off them. An angry Chelsea side, well-funded and well-trained and well-stocked, is a, a not a side you want to go up against in most competitions. So very much looking forward to the return of European football for this women's team next season. But I, I think you know when we talked with uh, Phil, our friend Chelsea Youth, about the you know men's uh, you know d- you know U twenty three U eighteen seasons ending. We talked about you know, who the player of the season was. 
and you know, I think could do that today, talk about who would be the player of the season. I, I guess maybe the way to frame it, Naz, you think beyond Beth England, is there anyone else you would consider for the Chelsea Women's Player of the Season? Because I think it probably has to be her, but I'm also open to hearing a different point of view. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that she's the Player of the Season from what I've seen. You know, um, it's kind of interesting, her journey, you know, going from... Uh, somebody who's less fancied, who is like an outsider with the England national team. And now she's possibly a player they can build around, although England have so many good strikers. Um, but yeah, she's, she's put herself right at the forefront and her goals and, and where she came from. She was on loan at Liverpool and, and she did okay there, but she's really come out of a shell. And I've interviewed her this, you know, this season as well. And, and she's just a, such a confident person and stuff like that. But yeah, she, she puts herself head and shoulders above, but, yeah, who else was good? I mean, Erin Cuthbert's always good when she plays. She's been in out, out of the team a little bit, but um, I don't think we've seen the best of Sam Kerr, but there's some signs that, you know, I think that certainly Emma believes that she's really going to become a big player. So it's interesting to see how she will link up with Beth England. Uh, it's always interesting when you've got two top strikers. And then there's Frank Kirby, who's been out all season, but she's a massive player. So, yeah, in the forward line, it's going to be very interesting. Jiso Yun's always a you know, an important player, technically gifted, um, probably dazzles everyone at training. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a there's been a lot been a lot to be positive about. I mean, you could even go into defence, but yeah, it's probably a bit beyond my expertise level. Uh, you know, from what I've seen, but there's a lot of there's a lot of like talent there. Guto, Guro Raytan as well, the Norwegian international. She was she was a good signing. Um, she's filled in some gaps there. So. Yeah, a lot of positives. Can't can't forget Millie Bright. She's she's probably <laughs> my favorite player on the team, but I think she was it was her and um and Beth England that made the uh team of the season, I think by the BBC. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of quality there for for Chelsea having the biggest goal differential and all that uh stuff probably winning it on Sporting Merit. They only had a couple of players in the in the kind of final team of the season, which is interesting. And the shout out to the under unsung hero, Drew Spence as well. It's uh, probably a shame she's not had more England caps because I think she's had a good season really, where probably a less fancied player uh, on paper, but um, she's probably, you know, put herself in the spotlight again a bit and had to fight for a place. She's had some clutch goals too. I mean, she, she really uh, comes in in the John Obi McKell role as the closer. Uh, she does so a great knife job. kind of yep. execution. You know, she would come in and just say, you know, hey, I need something specific from you. Like, go do this. And regardless of what it was, whether it was like cleaning something up or, you know, just adding a little bit more of a uh, an edge to the side occasionally and some on the one-on-one challenges, uh, quite quite enjoyable to watch. Yeah, every, you know, we've obviously been to Kings Meadow. And just, you know, again, get watching that team live gives such a different perspective that you probably don't get on the streams and things like that. Um, but so much respect for Emma Hayes and what she's done. I mean, she's going out and has her signings are so ambitious. But to you guys' point, Bethany England has stepped up big time. She's taken on that challenge and is is crushing it. So I love I love kind of her story and what she's done this season. I think she deserves a lot of credit um for it as well but yeah i mean anytime you have rocks like the captain erickson and millie bright and players that you can rely on week in week out those are kind of the unsung heroes that do the dirty work that you know usually doesn't get the same kind of merits and plaudits but um it's you know and i would say credit also to and we talked about her initially but emma hayes this season when you think about how good the city team have been 
how great Arsenal have been just, you know, from to go against those two in terms of challengers, even with maybe a, a reduced schedule of matches because we weren't playing in the uh, Women's Champions League. Like, you know, those were some really tough games to be able to come back against, uh, the, you know, City team and 3-3 you know, three, three draw, which was, imp- you know, important now more so to have that point in, uh, point on our kind of ledger to be able to beat Arsenal multiple times with the quality of talent they have. Like, she had to come up with some really great game plans to do so and and that's i think a testament just how good this team really is you know from top down yeah all right well um more official announcements will coming out soon i'll be interested to hear what the football merit system of choice will be since no one can seem to agree on what that should be but um really hoping this doesn't kill the momentum behind the women's game let alone what chelsea's doing in the women's game so uh, Naz, appreciate you jumping on on this one. Part three is coming up next. Uh, football back. What can the Premier League learn from the Bundesliga's restart? So obviously we'll take a look back at what the Bundesliga did the weekend and talk about bringing the Premier League back. All right, Chelsea fans, that's a wrap. Uh, but until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.